0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Mindset Entrepreneur Video Podcast. Happy to have you back with us. And today, I'm here with my guest, Jamie Bradley of Softwell. And, uh, Jamie, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is great. So, Jamie, why would you ever want to be the president of a company? There's a lot of pressure there. There is. What would ever make you want to...
1: There is. um, I've been in sales for most of my career, so I've always enjoyed that kind of flexibility and freedom that comes with that. Uh, and, you know, being the president of my own company gives me that much more flexibility. At the same time, it ties your hands because you have to do so much more.
0: Well, you know what, Jamie? That, that, that's a great point. It, it's so funny. When people talk about entrepreneurship, it's one of the biggest misconceptions of, hey, you get to control your own schedule. You don't have to answer to everybody else. But it's, it's the opposite, right? There's right. significantly more pressure, correct?
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, when I started my company, it was in a spare bedroom in my house. And, uh, you know, before breakfast, I was going in and checking emails. And then, like, before I go to bed, well, maybe I just better check some emails. And so your day just stretches out, you know, and it just, uh, it, it's more
0: than full time. So, Jamie, what was that like when you were finally able to, as your business continued to grow and be successful and you were finally able to move out of your house, describe what that feeling was like, what was going through your head as you actually got an office and got out of your house? It, it
1: was really nice because I moved into an office park, uh, Cummings Park in Woburn, Mass., and, um, and there were other people around. It wasn't just me and my dog anymore. You know, <laughs> it's, it, was, it was nice to just see people in the hall and, you know, have a chance. And then actually I started getting clients there as well in the building. Did your dog set a standard for what you expected of obedient <laughs> employees? Uh... No, he would just hang around and not do much. Okay. He, he would bark at inopportune times, like when the
0: UPS guy would come. But low maintenance. <laughs> low maintenance. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. Not a lot of HR paperwork to yeah, out. No, yeah, no, so. no. So, Jimmy, if you could tell our audience a little bit about what Softwell does, I mean, uh, I think that they'd be interested to know and maybe share a little bit about what Softwell does and maybe what makes your company unique. So
1: what we do is we help companies create the promotional materials that they use for marketing and for events. So that includes print and direct mail. It includes promotional products. It includes apparel. It includes trade show booths. And I've done some other weird stuff, too. I have a restaurant client that they wanted a branding iron so that when they make a drink, they actually brand the little orange peel with their logo. Oh, that is
0: awesome. So there's
1: a lot of interesting little projects like that that I get to work on. And uh, so it's always something new. It's always... Uh, you
0: know a restaurant like that's going to thrive. If they're thinking outside the box right. like that, Right. that is tremendous. Right. And it's not for every drink. It's just for certain drinks. Oh. It's, that drink is now branded. That's Literally great. branded with their logo. So, Jamie, you know, when, I think we have a... We have a uh, inclination in society, we, we make snap judgments and we have perceptions of people. And when people think of a promotional products company or a printing company, what do you think people typically gravitate to and default to as a, per, a perception that really isn't actually true? So uh, on, the,
1: on the production side, people seem to think more about the products. Uh, but really it's about what the products can do for you. And for, on the client side, it's like, how easily can I get this done? Because this is part of my job, but I have lots of other hats that I wear, too. Uh, it's pretty typical in a marketing department or in a company that's even smaller that doesn't have a marketing department. They're always looking for, one, it's, a, it's an expense that they don't always know how to justify uh, unless they put systems in place to track whether it works. Um, and... For some people, you know, they look at, especially at the promotional products, they call it tchotchkes. they call it swag. And, you know, it's it's the free stuff you give away. And the fact is, it's not free. You know, someone's paying for it. They are, the company should be getting a return on that. So
0: I I love what you just said. And let's explore that a little bit. So you were uh, educating me before the show. You were talking about, so let's say there's a company out there who either is already buying these products or considering buying these products. And you said that there's a simple way to break this down. There's three categories that you would kind of, to learn more about their needs. So could you talk to the audience about sure. what those categories sure. are? So with promotional products,
1: there's really three categories of what they should achieve. The first one is the one that's most obvious to people, which is branding. So you get a pen or you get a T-shirt and you put your logo on it. And you hand them out to people, and they hopefully your name gets spread around that way. So it's just branding, getting exposure. It's like putting a billboard up on the side of the highway. Um, the second one is motivating someone. So that would be if, say, you're at a trade show and you've got a giveaway, so someone has to do something in order to get that gift. So uh, you're motivating them, say, to sign up for your, uh, for your mailing list, Get into your marketing program, make an appointment, make a purchase, whatever uh, you know. You or let's say you make a donation to a nonprofit, and you get the free tote bag. Those are motivating kinds of things. The third part is uh, awarding. So if someone achieves a certain level of, say, a safety program or a sales program, you're giving them either a prize or you're giving them a literal award or you're giving them a nice jacket or something that, based on uh, what they were able to do, they're getting something in return. And those work best when you can hit two out of three. Branding and motivating, or branding and award, motivating and award. Sometimes it can be a thin line between them. But uh, anytime you hit two out of three, it's
0: generally going to have better success than one at a time. Mr. So Jamie, I mean, the timing of having you as a guest today—it's so funny because <laughs> I was actually at a trade show at Gillette Stadium yesterday. So many booths, so many tables, and I'm walking through the through the venue and just watching what people are giving away and what they're using, whatever. And honestly, Jamie, if I see one more water bottle, I'm going to go jump <laughs> off a bridge. It's just out of control. But my question to you is, you talked before, and I thought you hit a very important point, and that is how to measure you know, the results of your choice of these promotional products. So what, when companies say to you, regardless of which of those three paths they want to take, what are your suggestions on how they can measure the results of their choices? Well, first of all, you need a system in place. You, well, you need a goal of what you're trying
1: to achieve, and then you need a system in place for how to measure it. So let's say um, it's a direct mail campaign. Okay. You're mailing something out to someone. You know, you have a specific landing page that they might go to or a phone number that they call so that you can track specifically okay, that mailing hit this person and they contacted us. Or maybe they're already in your database and they're contacting you. And you know that it's, they're asking about the specific offer that was on whatever you mailed to them. Uh, in the case of trade shows, you can say, all right, how many appointments did we get based on this? So instead of giving away a 50-cent pen, you give a f- away a $10 power bank, but it's, you're buying you know tenth as many. And you're, get, you're measuring how many people are actually coming in signing up for appointments or signing up for your mailing list, and now you have a number that you can judge f- from that. And you should be able to track it past that of how many people actually become clients.
0: Yeah, well, so this is interesting because I had this conversation with someone yesterday, and that is, how, but how do you know if, if there are 10 appointments, how do you know how many appointments are, are attributed because of this giveaway as opposed to they might have happened organically anyway? How, do, how can you measure that? Right. It's...
1: So you're motivating them to do it. You're rewarding them at the same time. That's where, what I was saying before, it's a, it's a little bit of a... Um,
0: it's, a tricky, it's, it, tricky. it's tricky. It's, it's tricky, tricky to
1: measure. But So the categorization matters less. What matters more is we got 10 appointments coming out of this. The clients now have our branded product. Um, they're going to remember us... There's also the sense of reciprocity, so when you give something, people feel like they owe you something no in return. No question. So if they make a, an appointment with you and you give them a $10 item, they're actually much less likely to cancel that appointment.
0: Uh, not only do I agree with you, but I think you touch upon something that I think a lot of industry people miss. So first, as far as your reciprocity point, I think it's outstanding. I mean, I've studied Cialdini's Principles yep, of Influence, yep, absolutely. and clearly you know, and uh, you're so right. It's very powerful. Secondly, you know, Jamie, I think from what I hear from your customers, I think one of the huge services you provide is, you know, it's one thing to determine what those goals and metrics are. It's another thing to have them all together. And I think a lot of times people put campaigns in place and they don't really know how to measure or evaluate and it becomes nebulous. Right. So just by you kind of teaching them best practices of what to do, how to do it, how to measure... Right. Uh, that has to be, I would imagine, a real differentiator for your company. Yeah. uh,
1: When people don't do that, we call it random acts of marketing. Uh, And it's because, you know, it's like you're going to a trade show. Well, we should go to a trade show. And it's like you're a part of a chamber. Well, we should sponsor the chamber. Or, you know, oh, we should do a mailing. But they're not coordinated. It's not part of a plan of of an ongoing thing that you're reinforcing the message over and over again. And you're also focusing your resources. Um, people just say, well, we need to do something. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, let's go to the trade show. We should give something away. All right, let's, let's pick this, you know,
0: they'll call me and say, uh, give me some items. We're going to a trade show. And it's like, it- So, Jimmy, I know a lot of companies we work with, one of the challenges is, you know, you have a marketing budget. And so where do promotional products, print products, how do you, educate where that should be prioritized right. in your marketing budget what's your what are your thoughts on that well if you're using them effectively they actually
1: have a pretty good return um, that is measurable uh, and that is but you have to have a system in place to be able to measure it that, that's really the the key and very often people don't have good tracking systems for the leads that they get or good follow up for that and typically What I've seen is when people don't have good systems in place for the marketing, there's probably other areas of the companies they don't have good systems in place either. And they're just kind of, they may be doing okay because they've got good salespeople, but they're just kind of fumbling around and they're not really getting growth the way that they should if they were more focused and organized on the things they needed to do.
0: So, Jamie, I find a lot of times when people are hesitant to make decisions, it's because they have a lack of knowledge or education around those decisions. So for our audience out there, people are kind of, don't really have measurables or debating whether or not they should move forward. What are some two or three pieces of advice you could give them if they're kind of in the early stages and uh, what, what would be their best way to approach that? Sure. Um, I've gone out and given talks on
1: this in the past and there's really four areas of marketing that, peop- four areas that people need to focus on for their marketing if they are a small company. Um, the first is who, are their, who really is their target market? And... They talk about the sales funnel where you have all the leads that come in at the top and then they fall down through the funnel and the people at the bottom are now your clients. And I don't believe in that at all. I actually believe it's a pyramid. So you're built, the base of the pyramid, which is the widest, you're building relationships and building connections with people. And then the second stage is when people maybe actually (coughs) become clients. And then the top stage, the top of the pyramid is not only they clients, they're good clients, they pay and they refer you to other people. So if you're struggling uh, to get business, the best place to go is to your existing client base and try and get more business through them, either from their company or get referrals. And so f- the first stage is focus your marketing on the 20% of people that give you 80% of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part is what's the messaging that you're using? Um, and you have to go out and talk to your clients and find out what that is. Sit down with them, take them to lunch, take them to coffee, call them on the phone, whatever, and say, you know, why do you work with us? What is it that we do that differentiates us? And when your best clients tell you that, chances are there's other clients like them that would want those same things. And so now you incorporate that into your into your message. Um, the third part is having good systems in place. You can track your leads. You, you know when people have bought in the past. You know what they buy. And you have a calendar to even follow up with them and say, we see that you bought this last year at this time. Are you, inter- are you interested in coming back? Or, you know, we see that you're at this level, you're buying this. We also offer these other things. Um, so if you don't really understand who your clients are and know what, they, know what they're doing, um, it's hard to focus your message. So
0: you have to get all that information in first. Um, so, so, Jamie, last question for you is, you know, you've been, you've been at this for 10 years, and so many companies in the last 10 years have fallen by the wayside in this industry. But yet, not only are you still here, you're thriving. So what, what have you figured out that has allowed you to have that success? Well, I think a lot of my success has been based on relationships
1: and working with people for a long time many of my clients I've been working with since before I started my company. Um, And they rely on me to give them constructive input on the things that they need to do. And they know that if they ask me to take care of something, it's just going to get taken care of. Um, That I've got expertise in these areas. I meet with vendors all the time. I go to trade shows. I, you know, I've been in printing for over 30 years. So I understand the processes. I understand how it works. And I can give them shortcuts on yeah, you could do that, but if you do this, it's going to cost you the same amount of money, but you're going to get X more return from it. So and that's does like a shortcut? Yeah, right. Right? Right. Um, so I think that that's been a big basis for my success. And then just getting out and meeting with people and listening to what their issues are and saying, yeah, I get that. I understand that. Awesome. And, and that's what we do. That's, those are the kinds of things that we help people solve. Jamie Bradley,
0: President of Softball, thank you so much for joining us Thanks today. so much. Really I appreciate, appreciate it. it.
1: Thanks. And thanks. thank you,
0: audience, for joining us for another edition of the Mindset Entrepreneur Video Podcast. A special thanks to the video company who does video better than anybody. We'll see you next time.